everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. With the coronavirus. The coronavirus? Yeah. What's that mean? That's the new virus. It's not the, called the, the coronavirus. Yeah, it is. No, I have corona light virus. Okay. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's funny. Off to um, a good start. <laughs> uh, Katie has a cold today, but she's going to power through. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I got all the medicine. Good. Uh, so the we, Dateline was not on this past, what's today? Okay, Dateline, I know what today is. Dateline was not on on Friday. They were not on because of hockey or something. Hockey? Is inconsequential to our lives, but they, so they didn't air one. So I picked this one. Were people upset? Yeah, because Dateline had just done a post saying, our friends of Dateline, you know, we have something really big to tell you. For the rest of the season, for the in for the foreseeable future, the infinite future, Fridays will not be repeats anymore. And they said in Saturdays. parentheses, Saturdays will not be repeats. Fridays, they won't oh. be. They'll be all new on Fridays. And then in parentheses, they said except for nights when we're not on at all, because they don't have control over that. And so they were like, you remember how we said that we weren't going to be repeats except for nights when we're not on at all well this is one of those nights where we're not on at all. oh i get it maybe they should have made that announcement after this week but i don't know if they know i don't know if they always get the head until up. the last minute oh yeah although i think they do because people were wanting a mank and begging mank and so i asked mank on twitter and he said he's coming on uh february 7th oh so, soon okay yes so we will get a mank soon great um, so this episode is called Deadly Denial. It aired on April 25th, 2014. It is season 22, episode 32. And it's hosted by Mankey because I was quite frankly feeling a Mankey withdrawal. And the yeah. symptoms include smirking, eyebrow raising, pockets wear wearing, um, being sarcastic to Keith Morrison and huh. making fun of us on Twitter. Those are go. the symptoms. Actually, that didn't really make sense. For a non-vegetarian, it's excessive consumption of steak. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's maybe not hanky wear, pocket square wearing, but it is hanky clutching. Just walking around oh, like, like, like wringing like, hands and clutching a yes, hanky. Yes, like pearls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. It's a lot mm -hmm. of that. Okay. I'm going to clutch my hanky. You should You need a I hanky. I have a hanky. I got so hanky. So you should be clutching. And I got, and I got OJ. Snot-filled hanky. Clutch it. Vanessa Pond, did you like her? Did you like her? I'm kind of in love with her. Oh, I think she's what? magical. Okay, here we go. Folks, I always question when Kimberly's picking a Kimberly's favorite, which is this a Kimberly's favorite or is this just a Kimberly picked it? Oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen it many times. I always question. There's always something that stands out to me as this is, you picked this. This is why we're doing this episode. Mm -hmm. Um which I've since been informed is too much pressure and I need yeah. to not do that. But I did yeah. watch it several times trying to figure out what it was because I was, thought it was something I was missing, like how I missed porno stash mullet hair a couple of weeks ago and that was mm -hmm. like your huge thing and mm -hmm. I never saw it. Mm -hmm. So, or it didn't impress me. So I was looking for something like that, like an Easter egg in the episode. Um, I should have known that it was a person that I was looking for named Vanessa <laughs> with sparkly blue eyes who looks a lot like Snow White. Is that why? I thought she looked like Delta Burke, but yes, she yes. totally looks like Snow White too. Yeah, she's yeah. got that black hair, blue eyes thing. I like her not as much as Bianca, but close as like Bianca that I love. She's like a lady. 
She's very well spoken. She speaks like a lady. She's unlike me in every aspect, basically. You can speak like a lady. You just choose, you make other choices, which are fine. (laughs) Everyone likes your choices. I'm like your mom. Her last name is Pond, too. I know, that's that's lovely. Come on. So she met uh, Raven Abaroa, um, where their kids went to the same daycare. Now, sadly, this is not a same-sex dateline. There's never enough of those. This is a boring hetero couple because Raven is a man. What? And not a drag queen, heads up, for all those out there. <laughs> Are there drag queen ravens? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I think Raven is a winner. Really? Yeah. On but, Drag Race? Yeah. Oh. Early seasons. Top two. But I've never heard that for a boy before. Never. Never. I don't dislike it. No, I don't. But I want to talk to his parents. Yeah. I want to be like, is it a family name? Is it somebody's maiden name? Yeah, that's, that's the thing that I thought. It sounded like it could be a maiden mm. name. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it doesn't seem everyone in this episode is Mormon, right? I'm not spoiling this. A lot of them are. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't seem like a, a Mormon name to right. me. It seems more like a parent now would name their child. Correct. Like a hipster current parent would, would name, name their boy a Raven. boy Raven yeah. instead of uh, that's so Raven. That's right. so Raven. Oh, Raven Simone. You Simone know she's Ye. back on Raven's house. It's What? She have kids? What's she doing? She has kids. Guess who she lives with? Who? Her best friend, the redhead, who also really? has kids. Yep. They each have kids. They all live together in like a little apartment because they're all like going, they're like both going through breakups or something. I don't know. Is it cute? It's very cute. Yeah. And she, one of her kids has the the thing where they zoom in on the eyes and they have really? the the future telling. They see yeah. the, the I didn't watch any really That's So Raven. I just saw the ads for it all the time. But I've oh. seen the Raven's house with the girl I babysit for. It's cute. It's fun. Be careful with it. You might get stuck on it. I probably It's would. like, it's a day waster. You just waste yeah. a day and be like, why? What happened? Disney Channel's real good at that. Yeah, I do. I do love those shows. Okay. So uh, Vanessa falls for Raven very quickly, but he comes with a past. Don't they all? No, but, but not this like is this. quite a past. Yeah. Not not quite this intense, yeah. His wife was murdered three years earlier in a home invasion. He had come home and found her. And he tells Vanessa this, like, right away when they start dating. So she, good girl, goes to the Google and starts researching. What, I would do the exact same thing, obviously. Sorry, can we talk really quick? What's technically home invasion versus burglary? Burglary is no one's home. Home invasion yeah. is your home? Yes, I believe is that, so. Is that right? Okay. That sounds right. I didn't know. I just like, because in my head, home invasion is like one of those movies when they cut like funny games, when they come <gasps> in and like tie you up and make you do horrible movie. things I or whatever. I just watched the trailer for that again, just to like re-traumatize myself. Don't if do you that. If you ever want to see the scariest trailer, yeah. funny games. Also, oh my God, with by the, the way, music going. Both <gasps> funny games are scary. Both the American version and I think the original version is like French. That oh, one's yeah. just as scary. It's a crazy home invasion movie if those if you like to be scared if you like to be scared yeah and disturbed and then worry about your house a lot so raven had come home from a nighttime soccer game and found his wife janet dead uh and he's screaming on the 911 call screaming a little aggressively but i guess you would be but it's it's more like he sounds really angry he's like my wife is dead no sounds real to me it sounded good to you that seems like what i would do that okay. sounds like, I don't like it. We had last week, or no, I think it was the Too Patreon calm. episode we just did. She was really calm about yeah. finding her fiance on the floor. It's like, hi, um, 
I'm calling because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of that. Oh, hi. What was that episode? Um, that was that was Pam. Was that Pam It was Huff? Pam. Oh, hi. Um, oh. I just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wasn't expecting to reach a real person. I pressed yeah. two. Um, so it's two murder. Um, so we meet Janet's family. Her parents are just too adorable. They're both wearing purple, and I'm guessing that's her favorite color. They are. And it's just... <sighs> Kills you. The parents yeah. are, and they the first shot they show of them is like a B roll shot of their hands holding each other. <gasps> so they are Mormon. They have nine children. Janet loved soccer, and Mank asked her parents why that was. And in the most, where he laughed, what he why said, did he ask? Why did he ask that? I thought that was funny. Why it's a it? funny question to ask, like what she loved about soccer. Maybe Mank does not find soccer enjoyable, but. He was like, why does she love it? But the answer was even weirder because she goes, she got to kick a ball. <laughs> and I thought that was like such a mom answer. That is. Like, that's what Joni would say. Like, yes, mom. She got, but maybe it was just that simple. She just loved kicking the ball. That's Maybe there was a part, different part of that story that we didn't hear. Like her brothers <laughs> were always kicking a ball or, or right. something. I don't, I don't. Right. It was cute. But also it made me, why don't we know what Mink's sport is? I'm sure Mink likes a sport or several. What are they? I mean, he retweets a lot of stuff sometimes about sports. Is it but baseball? I, mm, I feel like more he, he tweets about football. I'm going to have to pay more attention now. Yeah, or find we could out. just ask him. Well, yeah, so maybe that. Okay. Okay. So she fell for Raven during college. They got married and had a child and they lived in North Carolina. But only six months after the birth of their child, she was murdered. Like, it's so sad. It's very tragic. And you're thinking, why did I pick this episode? It was that soon? Six months after, the baby was like a baby. And that's all she wanted was just to be a mom? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. My heart. And they had only been married for a little bit. Yeah. So Vanessa, the new girlfriend, is reading all about this and how it was never been solved. And so she starts taking notes, which I loved. She comes to Raven with a list written down in a notepad of questions for him. Yes. I, I totally approve of that. So she goes over the questions with him and he explained things and she believes him that he had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. She said he curled up in the fetal position and talked about how much he loved Janet and how angry she, he was that she was killed. She was stabbed. Uh. There is not a lot of stuff at the scene. There's a fingerprint on the closet that was unidentified. Uh-huh. But to me, that it was like one fingerprint. Also, is it, un- is it unidentified or it can't be identified because it's not full? It's not enough. I think it just didn't match Janet or Ravens. So that's weird. It is, but is it that weird? Like yeah. people- A fingerprint in-, in blood? No, no, it was just a fingerprint. Didn't they show it in blood? The um, footprint was in blood. Mm, The fingerprint in the closet was just a fingerprint, I think. There was a fingerprint outside the house, like in a door going into the house that had some of her DNA and some of somebody else's DNA. What they probably should have done is fingerprint all 12 of that family. Of Janet's family. Right, because people come and go and visit. And that's somebody who would go in the closet. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be exactly. somebody like, oh, Your sister comes and checks. Yeah, yeah. I want to gr- borrow this dress or whatever. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. So Raven's computer was gone and some knives. 
we'll get to the knives. So there have been some burglaries in the area. And the one that they tell us about, okay, I'm just going to sound so mean. It doesn't sound like a robbery. I'm not not saying this nice older lady that she seems very nice. I'm not saying she's totally full of poop, but she says her car was A, unlocked. Correct. And someone went in and stole some change. Her change. She probably had a change cup. So, well, that's what I was wondering. Is it like a bag of change that she was about to go to the Coinstar machine? Or was it that slightly cruddy change that sticks together because you you spilled spilled coke Coke. in it and Mm -hmm. it's at the bottom of your cup holder and you have to wash your hands after you touch it or is that just my car um no it's like i don't keep track of that change so i would never know if that change was missing and i would never report it to the police as a crime and i would never think that that is the crime that would get me to appear on dateline (laughs) talking about some change taken from my unlocked car well so yeah, so you'd never report that, right? I would never report it. I would I would not report it. I keep changing like a gum container, you know, one of the ones that yeah. like the Mentos oh, gum that's comes a good in. idea. So I keep it in that because I like to have it for meters or whatever. But, um, but do you ever go through it and take out the pennies and the dimes and the nickels and stuff? Um, and like when put them gets, in rolls? When that gets full, I take it inside and dump it into the big change thing that we have. And then that gets saved for Las Vegas. My dad used to roll money, roll change. Oh, yeah, I thought I it still was really do. fun. I like to roll it sometimes. I just I do, haven't in a I long time. I still do. Kind of, we could have we, a rolling party. I would do that and watch a show. I don't know why she... Well, leaving your car unlocked, I guess, is fine in small town. I don't know. But the, but reporting the change missing is odd to me. Yeah, as, and the police taking it, like, actually taking their report. Too. I feel like they have like, to. So about the change in the car, oh Josh calls this seemingly petty and relatively insignificant. Yeah, that's a slight and it's good, and it's well founded. Well done, Josh. So the police bring in a police dog to go around the area of the house and the dog alerts at an area in the weeds. In the weeds, yep. the police find a coin. First of all, I loved so much that Dateline keeps calling it a coin, like it's something that Indiana Jones will be searching for, like it's from ancient Mesopotamia or something, and there's only two in the world. But what they else kept are calling they calling it a call coin? It? it was a quarter. Was it a quarter? Because it yeah. didn't look like a quarter. Yeah, it was a quarter. Oh, it, it looked quarter. It looked like a dime, but okay, it could have been a dime. It was very blurry the way they zoomed in on it, but yeah. it was some sort of silver coin with a head on it yes with of, the, of a president a, of a president yeah. it was not a rare coin but what and else are they gonna call it a piece of change they can't say that they could have said a quarter yeah they definitely could have yeah maybe they didn't know i feel like they would have had they known what it was but maybe in all the police reports they wrote official coin coin and then coin. they were like is uh nicholas cage searching for it along yes. with the stolen Declaration of Independence, yes. that was happening? Correct. So Mank says to the cop, so the thinking is that this could be the coin, like one of the coins that was stolen from the lady's car. And the cop is even like, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, it could have been. Certain, it could have. We don't know. <laughs> they even admit that that was really ridiculous. So... Then Mank says to know if there was a connection between the robberies and Janet's murder, 
police were going to have to look at that coin. And they go to commercial, zoomed in on the coin. And I was thinking, I've seen this episode at least six times, and I've have I just forgotten about the coin and I'm making fun of the coin and it's actually really important or mm-hmm. something? Wrong. It was not. There's a few I, red herrings in this episode. Coin is number one. Coin is for sure number one. Yeah. So after the break, we find out that the cops aren't even sure that Janet's case was a robbery. There was no rummaging of drawers and things like that. Um, do you think if your house was broken into, they would go through your drawers? And what would they find? Anything of value? Are you legitimately asking me that question? It, besides your 800 pallets. Pallets. But they're Pallet. worth money. What about your sock drawer? Oh, now my sock drawer is worth a lot of money. And speaking of sock drawer, working out is hard, right? Mm-hmm. I'm That's not why a, I do it so rarely. Yeah. It's pretty much always been hard. Even when it's easy, it's still pretty hard. Bomba socks can't change that but they can make it more comfortable. So if your resolution is to get fit this year, start by getting socks that can keep up every step of the way. That's what I I need. I'm really actually now getting upset that you got the bombas because my feet never feel good when I work out. And part of it's, I think, my socks. Uh, Well, bomba socks are kind of perfect for working out because I think you do a treadmill, right? I do an elliptical. I do a treadmill too. No, I do. I walk on the treadmill. Just nobody has time for running. So something that Bomba socks do is they are designed with left-right contouring so that they don't do that bunching up thing that happens when you're like constantly putting your feet in the same position and a Y-stitched heel. So they fit perfectly and stay perfectly in place. They basically give you support in places you didn't even know you needed. So I think I really need these socks actually even in your arch. So each sock is built with a special arch support system that's supportive and not too tight. So it's not cutting off your circulation. It just mm-hmm. supports. It's like a little hug. It I like want a hug on my feet. They're, my tootsies need a hug. They honestly feel so good on my feet. They're the I wash them as much as I can. I'm worried I'm going to wear mine out because I, I wear them. If they're clean, they're on my feet. I actually, aside from the performance socks, the ones that I really, really like that I got are the gripper socks. Because I'm one of the people, like, just like Tobias Funke is a never nude, Yeah, I am a never bear. So I'm mm-hmm. never bare feet in my house ever. Mm-hmm. I always have socks on. But I have the linoleum floor everywhere in my house. So I like having the grippies. And these mm-hmm. have that little arch support, that hug fit, and all of these little tiny little grippies on the bottom. They're the perfect walk-around-the-house socks. They're amazing. Uh, They're also made for those classes where you have to wear the grippy socks. Exercise classes where you go and you have to have those special socks. Oh. These are those. They work for that, too. I know. They're double purpose. Also, probably the coolest thing about Bombas, besides the amazing fit, is that for every pair that you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. I love that. It's really cool. Socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. And it's nice that they're getting a pair of quality socks. Yeah. Because a lot of these are built for warmth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Many of the styles are merino wool. They have snowboarding and skiing socks. I mean, go check them out, guys. Go to bombas.com slash date dateline and get 20% off your first purchase. And while you're there, check out their Valentine's Day socks. Because those are the ones that I have in my cart right now. I don't normally go for holiday-themed items. I do. But those are really cool looking. They're not like 
overtly holiday. They just, just check them out. You'll, you'll see them. They're the Calf High Holiday Socks. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash date dateline for 20% off. Okay. Bombas.com slash date dateline. Am I allowed to use the code? Yes. Bumbles, 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 bumbles. <laughs> bumbles. So that's the only tagline I can do. I, it's, it worked first time and it's going to work this time. How about these socks are the bombest? I think you did that the first time too, and it was better than bumbles, bumbles. So yeah, <laughs> well done again. Check them out, guys. Your feet. So, well, thank you. There we go. That's somebody else's. It has to be. I think that might be Dr. Scholl's. Oh, sorry, doctor. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you apologize to the doctor. I the apologize good doctor. to the good doctor. The good doctor is very upset. <laughs> so the dog, the police dog can't track a scent from the coin to Raven's house. So basically all this coin stuff was for naught and just for our entertainment. I still really enjoyed it because sure it did. led me to go, would I call the police? My car... And even when Mank says, so your car was broken into, and even the nice old lady goes, well, I my car was unlocked. Yeah. And so she, she admits it right up front. She didn't yeah. have to do that either. She could have been like, yes. Yes, it was broken I was, into. I've been terrified. No, she's like, <laughs> eh. eh. I think it might have been my nephew. <laughs> He's troubled. We're trying to get him into a good school so he'll straighten up. Oh, Kenny. So the police look at Raven, of course. He was at a soccer game that night. And so Mank goes to the soccer field. I'm not sure if it's called soccer field, if it's indoors. Like it's it's one of those soccer arenas. Palladium? Center? I don't know if palladium. Palladium sounds very grand. Okay. Center. Indoor sports. Indoor sports. It had grass, but I think it was fake grass. Was it indoors? It was. Yeah. Okay, like, I don't I know what that is. If you, if you guys know what that like is. it was like fully indoors. Let us know. Anyways, Mank is there with a zip up and yeah. he's talking to a teammate of Ravens for Jason two seconds. Jason Small. What is it? Jason Small. Okay. Jason Small. So. He'll come back in later. He will come back in later. But he gets interviewed by Mank for approximately two seconds. Uh-huh. It was this, okay, you see him going, oh, it was just like a normal night with us. And cut to Mank. Mank says, Raven seemed normal to you that night? And he goes, yep. And then that's it. That's it. Literally, <laughs> you, that's you it. You made Mank go to the indoor soccer facility for we're that? The, yeah, we're the same person. I wrote all this down. I was like, what? He better come back in. And he does. <laughs> Briefly. Briefly. Again. But I was like, he better be a major interview. because, But that makes me think that Mank does like soccer. Because he's like, I'll go. I'll go, okay. sure. Let's yeah. go. I'd like to see also, a match. Also, they don't know how much the editors are going to use. Although he has a say in it, I think. Of so, Jason? <laughs> Jason has nothing to say. Jason really was just, it was normal. Yeah. And he was the only person on the team that could give the alibi? Yeah. All right. So I have, I have something you have to say. Do you have, do you have a, an alternative theory that has to do with Jason? Shh. Don't blow my cover. I'm so excited. So after the game, Raven went to a fast, a, a gas station uh, for a sports drinks. Gas. I wrote fast station oh, there we for go. a sports drink. And he's on security footage doing that. Then he goes home and he finds her and he's calling 911. She's dead. And 
So then we go into their marriage a little bit. Yeah. Raven and Janet were super broke. Get ready for this. I don't know if you noticed. What? The cop says they couldn't rub two nickels together. Sure did. And I was like, is this the coin collectors episode? What is this ongoing through line of a theme happening here? And is it on purpose? You better come up of, have come up with the same title that I did. I, tr- I tried. I don't know if I did. Okay. I hope you did. A few months before the murder, Raven had been caught stealing sporting equipment from his employer and reselling it on eBay. Who's his employer? Big Five? Why are they telling us who his employer is? Okay. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, Some sort of sporting equipment company. REI? I think it was a smaller company. Okay. So he was charged with embezzlement and arrested. Then we get to meet Raven's mom, who is just full-on denial about her son. Yeah, well, what do you expect? Of course she is. I'm, yeah, I should be, I, every time it frustrates me, and then I go, what, yeah, what else are you expecting? She seems so, really sweet, though. She does seem sweet. She says, I was shocked uh, that he did this. I thought, how stupid could you be? But he admitted it, so I was proud of him for that. And Mank does that deadpan purse lips thing when he's trying not to judge, but he's totally judging. Yeah. And he says, you were proud of him for owning up. And she's like, yes. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. Mank is so good. Mank. And she doesn't know she's being judged. But we who know Mank, I think, can see that there might be some judgment going on. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not great. She, she did was so a- proud that he that he said he did it. But then you know when he said of, he did it? After he got caught. You know what? She does kind of redeem herself later, though. She does. There is a moment that she redeems herself. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is and a moment. And she quickly goes back towards my other side of my list. All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. The list. It's Kimberly's <laughs> list. It is. It's have you been nice or naughty? Oh, and I, I get to decide. Oh, it's like Santa's list, not like Schindler's on, list. Or if okay. I'm going to kick you off the island. Oh, so, so it's, it's everything. So it's, it's a little all, bit like okay. Schindler's List. It's a little bit like Survivor. Okay. It's yep. like a little bit like Big Brother. It's okay. all of them together. And Santa Claus. And Santa, Jew Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah. So Ponica Janet, <laughs> Janet and um, Raven were broke, but there was also infidelity. So much infidelity. Again. Within months of the wedding, oh, Raven cheated on Janet, which man. I know like planning a wedding is really stressful and being young and broke is really stressful. But I thought during after the wedding, you were just supposed to be so like in love that you're not even noticing other people, at least for the first year. That's why they call it the honeymoon phase, right? So they're both Mormon, right? They never say that Raven is Mormon, but I'm going to say that he's Mormon because right. she probably wouldn't have been able to marry him unless she like denounced the faith, in which case right. I don't know if we'd see the parents on Dateline. So that's interesting. My, yeah. my thought is they must have been married immediately after college because they were college mm-hmm. sweethearts. They show mm-hmm. us pictures of them in college. Mm-hmm. They got married after college so they could do the deed right, and live together. Right. Which means that he has not done what a lot of college boys do and sort of work through their system, which is still no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. I'm saying that's what I think is happening in this case. Why it I, happened so fast. Yes, we do know several like 
that that happens a lot with it, young it religious happen. people in all religions that it, are it kind of saving themselves for marriage. And they then you tend let to get that married go. pretty young. Yeah. And then they find out it's not like everything that's cracked up to be and you still have to be married to this person. Correct. I think. It's or rough. you want to do it with other people since now you're doing it. Is that Maybe. what you're saying? I think that like, could go that way. I don't know. But I, yeah. I'm trying to think of a reason that it would happen so fast because by all accounts, they really liked each other. Right. So but it's there, so maybe Raven is just a scoundrel. He could just be a scamp. Yeah. Which see, just, it's not a fun word. A scamp. You were trying to say no, it's a scamp, and I'm like, scamp. It's not a good connotation. I like scamp. I think it's really fun. Uh, but I, that, not I, a I good think connotation. I, so I called Dennis a scamp. You did. I no. took it out. But it's not a, a good connotation. See, I think of a scamp as more of like um an an orphan running the streets of England, kind of like like with ratty hair and stuff. No, I think a scamp is either like a playboy or like a scoundrel. Like a, Which, I, I will do a, ski, a con artist. I'm going to okay. steal your money. Okay. A scamp. But I would think of it more as like a little pickpocket, like maybe went into it an unlocked yeah. car and like took some change. The artful that dodger. That might be a scamp. Yeah, yes. I see what you're saying. That's what I think of a scamp as. She's looking it up. I don't want to tell you how a few things that you've been wrong on lately. Oh, <laughs> I've heard I'm about it. Well, so this is just confusing. Are you ready? Yeah. There's two definitions. Are you ready? Uh huh. Uh-huh. One, a person, especially a child, who is mischievous in a likable or amusing way. Second, like Dennis def- the Menace. Yes. Second definition: a wicked or worthless person. Oh my god. A rogue. So we're both right. We are both right. I might be a tiny bit more right because my definition is number one. I don't know if they're rated in order like that, but maybe. They are. There's one, and then there's two, and then the only two. That's it. Right. And here's the synonyms. Oh, it it says rascal, devil, imp, which is definitely what you're talking about. Rogue, which is what I'm talking about. What you're talking about, yeah. Wretch. Wretch. Oh, a wretch is like a poor, pathetic. Kind of. Scallywag, which is you. Horror monster. Those are oh god. So I mean, it's like all over the map. So it's either one or the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, Hellion. Oh, good lord. Oh god. So what? Clarify. When I called Dennis a scamp, I obviously meant number one. No one heard it but me. But now they know. So now they know. You meant number one in the cute, playful way. And I took it out because I thought that the definition (laughs) was number two. So. See how we work together in perfect yes. harmony, like Ebony and, and Ivory? Yeah. 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 I don't know how we get anything done. So, good. did you say Ebony and Ivory? So I, I might have. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Keep it so, going. So, Janet had told her friend that Raven had developed anger problems right after they got married. Ooh. Everything would be fine, the friend says, and then all of a sudden, wait for it. The coin would flip. Come on. Oh, we're I'm right not back in mousetrap. We're in mousetrap. Up. But do they know they're doing it? They're not telling these people to use those phrases, are they? They didn't tell the friend, hey, this whole episode is going to be themed around a coin. I know. Except it has nothing to do with anything. I think it is a happy coincidence, even though you don't believe in coincidences. I no, I, I do. I do. I know I say I don't. I don't believe in like big ones. Are you flip-flopping? Maybe a little. When it has to do with murder, I don't believe in coincidences. Okay. If someone was this like has to do with never murder. went into one area and then the one time they went to that one area, their enemy died, I'd be like, that's a really big coincidence that I don't really believe in. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, 
So you, know, you don't believe in fake coincidences. As nor should anyone. They're fake. Yeah. That, that's basically, that's a lie, is what that's called. They're Listen lying. to our Patreon episode about the daughter um, with the big hair. Uh, the devil was waiting or something. Evil was waiting. Devil. Uh-huh. And remember, she only went to that one store. She went to this one grocery store 24 times. And then the night before her mom was murdered, she went to the one right by her mom's house. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like, that was crazy. That's, that's a coincidence that's really hard for me to swallow. That was hard for you. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So a year before the homicide, Janet and Raven briefly separated, but they got back together. But now she's dead and everyone thinks he's just a grieving widow. No one thinks he did it. Their friends don't think it was him. And even Janet's parents stand up for him. And there's no evidence to charge him with. So the case cools, as Meg says. Doesn't go cold, just cools. And Raven, in the meantime, moves to Utah and meets Vanessa. He wants to move really fast with Vanessa. He admits to her that he's the only person of interest in this case because there's no evidence towards anyone else. And Mank says to Vanessa, so he tells you he's a person of interest and he gets a second date? And his first wife's murder. Yeah. And Mank is just so like, it's just so funny. He he's must like, be he gets really a second charming. Date? But they had that whole nighttime talk. Right. They like talked and talked and talked about it. Uh-huh. And then she, fe- she ended up feeling sorry for him. So yeah, yes. he gets a second date. That she totally, you're totally right. That's what master manipulators do. And they make you feel sorry for them. Right. Yeah. Or or they make you feel guilty for questioning anything. Right. It's that gaslighting thing. Uh, Um, I don't like that. So Mank, um, he kills it with that line. I thought it was hilarious. But then after he kind of killed it in a bad way for me um, in his voiceover, he said, that was how Raven the person of interest became the only person that Vanessa was interested in spending the rest of her life with. I loved every moment of that. <laughs> Don't you stop, Josh. He redeemed himself tenfold in later parts of the episode. No, he doesn't. You don't need to be redeemed, Josh. <laughs> that was beautiful. And I'm proud and I would have done it. I absolutely would have done it. It was seamless. <laughs> Don't it hate. wasn't my favorite, Josh. I'm sorry. You're not my favorite. You piped out. He's, <laughs> there was glorious. <laughs> so four months into dating, Raven proposes to Vanessa and she says yes. But first she asks her dad his, like his approval, basically. But her dad's her not a dad normal dad. is a retired cop. Okay, I have a lot of questions about this part. So they sit down to dinner with the retired cop and Raven. Yeah. And the retired cop totally loves Raven, believes him, gives his blessing for the wedding. Okay. Question number one. Retired dad cop. Why didn't you call that department? I feel like you should have called that department and been like, this is officer so-and-so. I'm retired from the, you know, such and such county. I have some questions about possibly my future son-in-law. You know the other cops would help him out. It's cop code, right? They help each other out. I mean, legally, they probably weren't wouldn't be supposed to say anything. But under the table, they're but going to tell their cop he buddy. He would say, like, dad to dad, would you want your daughter marrying this guy? Yeah, absolutely. Give, me, give it to me straight. And you know? I think if he had talked to that detective who we're talking to the whole time, the uh-huh. detective would have been, I can't tell you anything, but, but no, I'm going to say. Yeah. Be very careful. And that's all you need to say. Right. That's enough. 
That's a good point. Right. It just needs to be a warning. It doesn't even need to be like a yes or no. How smooth of a talker is Raven? Smooth. Smooth because enough. Because cops usually have BS radar, you know? They can see right through a person. And yeah. when we meet Raven, I feel like I see right through him, but maybe because I'm seeing him in this scenario, and maybe I wouldn't otherwise. I don't well, know. He's got a lot of hair at the beginning. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? Does Is that it make you easier think to trust healthier? someone with a full head of, like, shiny hair? I feel like yes, and I don't think that's right. I feel like I'm less trustworthy than you. This is not an inserted for a hair ad, by the way, but I just think that's true. My because hair... I have more hair? Yeah. I don't know. To me, Raven looks like a D-bag, so... Does he? He doesn't seem like it. He just has got a lot of hair. <laughs> I didn't even notice the hair. I just noticed he had, like, a thick head of hair, and I'm like, I wonder if they're like, oh, he's a good man. Lots of but hair. But see, you normally... So he's obviously not super good-looking, because you hate super, super good-looking guys right away. Yeah. You don't he, trust them. He didn't influence me one way or the other. And I'm sorry, this is only in early pictures that I'm talking about his hair. We Right. We talk to him. We will to get him. to meet him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Raven and Vanessa get married. Meanwhile, Janet's parents After are still... After four months, heads up. Four months, yeah. <sighs> Janet's parents are still... And most of that was Raven. He wanted to go really fast. Yeah. So meanwhile, back in uh, North Carolina... Janet's parents are still calling the police trying to get their case solved. The police tell them about Raven's stealing charge, his arrest, and how he's cheated on Janet. And then finally, her parents start to think maybe he did it, which I really admired about them because most of the time on Dateline, families stick to whatever opinion they come in with, and they are unwilling to admit that they were wrong. Right. And it's... It's like in politics, like people will go to their grave not admitting that they're on the wrong side of history or something, right. you know? And I think it's not weak to change your mind. It's like they were like, we were wrong. He ch we changed our minds. Yeah, yeah, we think he did it now. And so I thought that was being open to the truth. I thought it, that was cool. It is. I like it's a parents. really hard realization to come to about your yeah. son-in-law because then you really are like, is there, so is there a sign? Was there a right, sign? Was we there missed. something I could have done? So it's a hard realization to come to. So yeah, you're right. Good for them. You also Props have the image that your grandson has part of him in the, in him, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's difficult. That's really That's hard. hard to come to terms with. So in 2009, a new district attorney's office takes over, and they're more aggressive, and they decide to charge Raven. So wow. they get him to Utah, and they bring him to North Carolina. Get him from Utah, bring him to North Carolina. How are they charging him? It's... There's not a lot of evidence. Right. But How are they charging him? What did, they, what did they get the, the warrant on? I don't know. Um, circumstances, I guess. How? We'll get to... Okay. I don't know. You see what it's, I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, that no, I was there's like, not a lot of It wasn't evidence. like something comes to light. The coin right. turns out to be, you know... No. <laughs> the coin, the like, magical coin. What if it's right. like the, the thing of youth? Like you flip yeah. it over like 10 times and then you age 10 years in reverse yeah, backwards exactly. or something? Because that would that. be worth killing for. Um, so we jump right to the trial without even hearing what Vanessa thinks of her new husband being arrested for murder because they only have six acts to work with. This is an hour long episode. They're like, yeah, let's true. get to it. Yeah, let's go. So the prosecutor calls up a bunch of Raven's old girlfriends. They're trying to set the pattern that he is the second version of scamp and a scoundrel. Yeah. And so the first girl, Charlotte is shaking like a leaf and she says when she went over to Raven's house one day, while he was married to Janet, he showed her a sex tape. 
And then Janet came home in the middle and he shoved her into a closet to hide her. That's not great. No. Um, then a coworker of his who he flirted with and eventually had sex with, she knew he was married. He knew he was married and he didn't care. Um, she tells was way too the good story. She story. She was really pretty. Yeah. yeah. She's also wearing purple ribbons for Janet. They're all wearing purple ribbons for Janet, Ugh. which I, I really liked. However, I don't, I don't know how to say this. She, the girl, the, the ex of mistress is wearing a ribbon, which is nice. And you're standing up for Janet now. You did actively like sleep with the husband while you knew that he was married to Janet. Maybe this is another one of those towns. Where, what, everyone just sleeps with each other? Yeah, we just had one of those. But they were married. Yeah. Doesn't mean you get to cheat with everyone. But did they have an open marriage? Uh, Raven seemed to think they had did an open Mormons marriage. Did have open marriages? No, I don't think so. No, because they were upset. Because we, have we got to the part yet? Did no, you already no. Go? Okay, all right, go ahead. Yeah, no, you definitely can't. No, but... so yes, I feel funny about that, but I still do think it was the right thing to do. Because it's very, like to not wear the ribbon would have been way tackier. Worse, yes. But correct. to wear it is still a little cringy. To the me. whole thing is cringy. It's all cringy because yeah. you're on the stand talking about something that you really messed up, mm-hmm. and like you're probably blaming yourself a little bit if he did this. For mm-hmm. who knows why, but I would. I'd be. But like, at least oh. you're on the right side of it, and you're yeah telling the truth about what happened. Correct. Good for you. Um. So. Her friend, Janet's friend, takes the stand and says that she had heard him talk to Janet the way you wouldn't want your dog talk to. Oh, Let's ugh. retire that as a saying. I knew you Let's were raise our get standards upset. for how we speak to dogs, okay? I knew you it's were going to get upset. Not I wrote, that half I wrote the bar. your name down. <laughs> I said they mentioned a dog, Kimberly. <laughs> I don't like it. Kimberly you should talk to that way nicer to your dogs. That should be this gold standard. Oh my it goodness. should be like, I want someone who talks to me the way they talk to their dog. That should be like, that's what I want in a man. Well, that I don't because, know people who talk meanly to their dogs. Who but talks that's mean? what that expression implies. Yeah, so that's weird. I wouldn't treat a dog the way I treated her. That's what people say. Instead, I'd be like, I want someone to treat me the way they treat their dog. I, why don't we just say I wouldn't treat a criminal the way that, like, somebody. But some, again, criminals thing. have rights too. No, but somebody like, you wouldn't talk to a murderer that way. Okay, like, that's fair. No, I totally agree with you. That would be good. I wouldn't talk to a serial killer the way I talk to... There you go. I wouldn't talk to a child molester the way I talk to... Yeah, I wouldn't talk to a pedophile the way that you talk... Yeah, the way that he talked to her. Okay, yeah, let's leave dogs out of it By the way, you would. You would talk to someone like that that way, but the expression works better when it's something like (laughs) that. Yes, no, you would. You're right. So he was so controlling over Janet's life that she had to walk a mile to a payphone to call her best friend. That's what the best friend says. Payphone. That's horrendous. And at this point, you do exactly what the best friend says, and you scream at your friend and say, "Leave him. Keep walking. Right. I'll pick you yeah. up." Yeah. And Pack she, your yeah, she's tonight. like, "You're my friend. You're the strong woman that I know. You're smart. Yeah, Why so is stop. this okay with you? Yeah. How did we get to this point that this is like the new normal that we're accepting? Right. So Raven had said that Janet was in bed and about to go to sleep when he left to go play soccer. Mm-hmm. And Janet wore contacts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm-hmm. Uh-huh. So everyone said she always took them out before she went to sleep. So the prosecution, on a hunch, 
exhumes her body wow. to find out if she was wearing contacts. That was insane to me. We've only seen an exhumation yeah. a few times on Dateline. Yeah. It does not happen very often. And to do it just on a hunch to see it. And we see the pictures of them carrying the coffin out. It's really, uh. And she was wearing contacts. Okay, but I wear contacts when I'm watching TV. So this is the problem that I have is that he said she was laying in bed watching TV. I would take About my contacts sleep, out yeah. right before I went. Right like before if I was you. still watching TV, I absolutely need my contacts in. Yeah. Hence Her why. parents made it seem like she would always take him out before she even, like, got in bed. That was, like, her nighttime routine. And she would wear her glasses to watch TV? I would guess, yeah. It's a great point. I don't necessarily know if it does prove everything, and the fact that they went to the drastic measures is to exhume her body. That's why I, I'm kind of like, I don't know if it when proves like, anything. Because does it, it really prove anything? Because also, yeah, she she probably did a lot of, most of the time, but that doesn't mean she did all the time. I sleep with my contacts in on accident a bunch of times. Like, it That's just true. happens. So I don't... Unless you're, some people are super religious about taking them out. Totally. Now, was she in bed or going to bed? He said in bed. Okay. But like in bed, like still In bed about to go dressed? to sleep. Oh. No. Yeah, then I that's I think it weird. was like, night-night, I'm leaving. Bye, sweet dreams. What time is the soccer game? And why I is know. she in bed at 9 o'clock? Well, what? she has a baby. She does have a baby. She has a six-month no, yeah. at hold at home. So And the baby's not in the room? Where's the baby? Yeah, I don't know where the baby was. Does the baby usually stay in the room? Yeah, usually when they're that young. For a minute? Yeah, I would think so. Maybe not. Not always. They may have just moved the baby. Okay. Yeah. We don't know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, they may have moved six months. I don't know how these right. things... I mean, what I'm glad the baby wasn't in the room, but I'm just... Yeah. Oh, okay. So they pull out the contacts, and we see close-ups of them in court, these huge photographs, and one of them is, like, decayed really badly, and one of them looks really good, which I thought was interesting. Uh, in Raven's 911 call, this was interesting. This yeah. was a big one for me. Yeah. The discrepancies in what he says. In Raven's 911 call, he says she's blue. She's dead. Her eyes are open. But he told the church leader that yeah. she was alive and asking him, why do I hurt so bad when he found her? He told Josh that she was staring at him unblinking. That's the first thing we hear him say in the episode is that when he walked in the door, he thought she was awake. I don't know why he would think open. she was awake because she's in a pool of blood. But he's just thought she was lying there. It didn't register to him that she was dead. It registers if she's dead, if she's blue, sir. Yeah, and stiff, cold. Also, is she talking to you or not? How, yeah, and are her, get, is her get mouth your moving? story straight. Boy, like, buddy, let's... This isn't like I found her on her left side, I found her on her right side. This is like she was totally dead when I found her, or she was alive and actively talking to me and asking me to help her. And saying she was in pain. Now, is there any chance? Huge of, difference. Is there any chance that this church leader misunderstood and said it? She was looking at me as if to say, "Why do I hurt so much?" Okay. Is there any way he meant that? Like that? That's what he was saying, and the church leader took it wrong. I could kind of see that. I could kind of see that. That's all I got. That's not bad. Even sick, you come up with good ideas. See, <laughs> see? like I was refuting it. I'm terrible. See? It's, you're not as dead as you think you are. Okay, so, thanks, Bob. <laughs> I appreciate it. They don't have the murder weapon, but Raven was a collector of knives. 
and we see a video. Mm-hmm. He seems to me, again, he seems like a douche who thinks he's really charming in this video. I don't know why he's doing this video, showing off a knife that he bought for himself for Christmas. It's some sort of online video. They don't say it's on YouTube. Does he have a YouTube channel? Was it, a, I don't understand why he's, I just don't understand. Is But he maybe he is one of these, like he is a collector, so he does videos to his friends. Is there like a feature on like Facebook where you put up videos of yourself? Yeah, yes. But that's not like a live chat? It's like a- Yes, or there's pictures on Instagram. There's videos on Instagram. There's videos on all these platforms. That's true. And you could just be like, here's my new little Cuddy friend or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then- um, what I didn't I'm like calling it, him Mr. McCuddy. Yeah, I didn't like Mr. McGillicuddy. That she, oh boy, that she wasn't in, that she was in the video. And then he says very clearly like, yeah, and did it, I got it for Christmas, bought it myself. Bought it, yeah, I bought it as a present for himself. That was funny because I was like, oh, she didn't buy it for you because she does she not get like the knife wanted. collection because the yeah. knife collection is creepy AF. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. And so he, she just rolls her eyes when he brings home another knife. Why do you need so many knives? I don't. I don't know. I don't, why do I need so many pallets? This is the same question. That's a question, great question. So why do you have yep. a, like a swatch going up and down your arm? And I can see it right now, even though you're sick and you were still swatching. I swatched, um, I swatched so, all the pallets. So they call Raven's boss to the stand, who says that he was about to lose his job. And again... Backing up my position that he is a D-bag who thinks he's super charming is he made a joke about it to his boss. Yeah. He was like, hey, boss, you got my pink slip? Yeah, that was a D-bag joke because that's like also kind of sociopathic. Like you don't care that you're getting fired. Right. And he got fired from embezzling, right? Or taking stuff that didn't belong to him. Well, that was. Or is this a different job? I feel like it might have been a different job. It was a different job because that's what they said, that like part of this motive was that he was losing his job. And so this was the job he had after he got out of his prison sentence or whatever. I don't even know if he served time for Probably. I don't even think he served time. But But that's a crappy thing to say to your boss. That's a weird... Hey, boss, you got my pink slip? And she's like, um, no, we're going to wait until the end of the month. I loved how dry she was. Yeah, she was not having his charm. She was like... No, you're not charming. So Janet's life insurance was 500000 And he would have needed that to... That house was beautiful. I don't know how expensive it is where they are, but that house was really pretty. Mm -hmm. So, and he had the kid at home. So Vanessa takes the stand, wearing a purple ribbon for um, Janet, which I loved. How can she take the stand? Oh, Never mind. That's not the rule, what? is that she can't testify. No, she just does. You can't force her you to. You can't force her to. God. We just discussed that. I don't know if that's still an accurate thing or if that's an old wives' tale from the movie. So none of us know. Okay, great. No, we don't know. Uh, law has not gotten back to me yet. Darn I it. I thought they would. Okay. Um, Call again. So try again. Leave another message. Yeah, I will. I'll leave. An, I'll text them. So uh, I'll woof them, and then they'll definitely get it. Woof. <laughs> So Vanessa takes the stand. She is wearing red plaid jacket and the cutest crop pants. I don't know what brand the pants were, but if I was going to go to court to testify against my ex, who is clearly a murderer, and I kind of knew, but I married him anyway, but whatever, I would choose Beta brand. Yes. If you're ever getting ready for the courtroom or the boardroom 
and deciding is today going to be a stylish day or a comfortable day. Uh-huh. For me, the, ch- the choice is like, do I want my stomach to be dug into with like a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what All you're day. Saying. Yeah. Or do I actually want to be able to breathe and eat? Yeah. Those are two different choices. With Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants, you can have both style and comfort. Their pants are so professional and stylish like dress pants, but as comfy and stretchy as yoga pants. And they have dozens of colors, cuts. They have boot cut, straight leg, skinny, crop. They have patterns. I ordered the straight leg seven pockets because I'm a real person who needs to put things in my pockets. And I get so irrationally angry at those fake fashion ladies pockets. You know they why they make a pocket? It looks like a pocket. There's no pocket in there. It's like... You're making it so society thinks you have a pocket, but then you don't actually get to have a pocket? What kind of patriarchal BS is that? You're sure these are real pockets? They're real pockets. Real pockets. They have a seven pocket and an eight pocket. It's all over their website. We have real pockets. Some of them even have in the description, they have extra roomy pockets. Love these pants. I haven't even gotten them yet, and I'm already obsessed with them because I placed the order, and I was just, like, dying for them to come in the mail. They seem like the perfect pants for you because I know you don't, you sort of loathe wearing pants, and so these seem... These seem perfect for you. I can't okay, I'm wait. trying to look more put together when I go I out in public yeah. and not like I just rolled out of bed and I yeah. have holes in the crotch and like the, you know, armpit of my shirts and stains everywhere. Well, so I can look actually like put together. And I feel like when you comfy. reach a certain a certain point in your career, you have to have a decent pair of dress pants because you're just yeah. going to have to have them. Yeah. I even have a pair and I dress like a homeless person, as you've told me many times. Mm-hmm. And like I ordered a pair because I know that I need them too. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. And I wish I had them when I worked at my day job for 12 years in Me this too. office because I did not look office ready most days because I opted for comfort. There were lots of jeans going on. And, and you've got a lot of personality. Personality. <laughs> But if I had had these pants, I could have been comfy and looked great, too. It would have been amazing. Yeah. So if you want to order some beta brand pants, right now our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com forward slash dateline. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com forward slash dateline. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. Go to betabrand.com forward slash dateline for 20% off, you guys. Go just check out their website because you'll see all the different styles. And then you can click on each pair of pants and see the different patterns they come in. Uh, You guys know how shopping in a website works. But it's really nice. They have just so many options. So go check them out. Check out the cropped. Cropped looks really cute. Mm Mm-hmm. So Vanessa takes the stand. I thought she did great, in my opinion. But I'm partial to her. Yeah, you're biased. You did not think she did good. You have Vanessa blindness. She did fine. I don't like the way you're saying fine. Are you sticking up for Vanessa before me? No, I want to know. I want to know. I've seen this episode probably. No, I haven't. Have you liked her from the beginning? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just blinded by her Snow White Delta Burkiness. And she's very well spoken and you like that. I do. She wears pearls and she's very soft spoken. She has a very soft voice. So Vanessa takes the stand. She says that they fought a lot and he was abusive, like right after they got married. Again, flip of the coin. They don't actually say it, but it's basically a flip of the coin. Yeah. And 
he said in one of their fights how much he hated her and he didn't care if she died. And then he would all of a sudden be so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm so sorry. He has this like explosive temper. And then at one point he's, she tells Josh, and this is kind of poignant from, this is where I feel like she's like a nice Southern girl for some reason, even though she's from Utah, that she, she's like, he called me and she's like, doesn't want to say it. She's like an effing and she says it. Like yeah. the word I probably can't say on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but, and you see that that like pained her to be spoken to that way. So the marriage only lasts three months. She cried a lot though. And I thought she was a good crier. Real tears. Yeah. And not the overdramatic, <laughs> like just like quiet tears, like wiping them off her cheeks. Like she's trying not to cry. I can see that. So their marriage only lasts for three months. She feels like she could have been murdered and she's lucky to be alive. Yeah. I agree. I don't think that's over-exaggerating. Yeah, if he's on trial for murder, I would probably think that too. If he'd yeah. gotten it far, as far as trial, yes. So, and he had gotten physical with her and had said, I don't care if you die. I mean, he has to know he can't be a suspect a second time and get away with it. Although it happened in the staircase, but... Like, it's very rare that you could do that twice. You have to be on guard a lot once you've already done it once and you're getting away with it. So Raven sits down with a very skeptical mink. He says he's innocent. He loved Janet. He didn't emotionally abuse her. He says he has a strong personality. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's getting misconstrued. Mm. That if he fought with Janet and he had a, such a strong... Per- it reminds me of, um, of Michelle Babes with Coffee who said she doesn't have a very strong personality. Yeah, wow. And that's why she was so easily walked over. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't. When someone like me who doesn't have a very strong personality. What? Yeah. Who says that about themselves? I don't know. So, it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing to say about yourself. Um, it's like saying that you don't have good taste or aren't funny. Yeah. Like everyone thinks they... I don't have a very good sense of humor. What? Yeah. What? Okay. So that's like when I went on that date with the guy and he was like, I don't really like music. Oh, man. You're a serial killer. I was like, what do you listen to? He's a talk radio. Oh, goodbye. (laughs) You don't like music? There's another thing that you You just don't like music. It would have been that or, oh, I'm under suspicion for killing my first wife. Right, right. I don't like music or good things, like things that make you feel good. I don't like. Yeah, no, we don't do that. The defense calls these character witnesses who say that he and Michelle, sorry, I'm thinking Michelle Babes with coffee. Yep. He and Janet were in love and happy. And to me, these friends that are saying this just don't seem as believable. They seem kind of like they're in denial. They're painting this like really rosy picture of their marriage. Well, how many friends do we get? Don't we only get the one friend? No, and there's a guy too, but we don't get to see what he said. Oh, Maybe it's just the one friend. But the mm. the thing is, like, you're saying all this amazing stuff about their love and how in love they were and how it was great. But the facts show he cheated on her. They had split up several times. She had decided to go back to him. They were in counseling. Like, the facts show that their marriage wasn't perfect, but you're still painting it as this picture perfect because that's all that you saw. Maybe right. you just didn't see the whole truth because you're not living with them. You never know unless you're really living with somebody. Yeah, that's definitely true. So Raven says 
that Janet never walked a mile to a payphone to talk to her best friend. It just never happened. He just basically denies pretty much that any of this was ever true. Right. The computer. Okay, so then a computer hard drive is found. Yeah, this is a problem. It's found in an evidence locker in the middle of the trial. Right. And the prosecution finds it and they put it forward. Good for them, by the way. Yes. Being honest. Yes. The hard drive, it's a hard drive from Janet's computer and it's emails she had sent before the murder where she's talking about flirting with this old flame of hers. Right. Now, Raven and his defense would say it that shows that she's her own person. She wasn't scared of him. She was out like flirting with other people too. I don't think being in an abusive relationship makes you like totally immune to wanting to flirt with someone else. Maybe you want an out. No, I think that they were more trying to say that he wasn't that controlling because she was sending these emails. So if he was checking her phone and her emails, et cetera, he, why would she be sending these kind of emails? It was more of a pattern of behavior that wasn't consistent with what the prosecution was saying. I could see that because she one hand she's walking to a payphone, right? Right, as one hand she's walking to a payphone, and the other hand she's freely sending emails where she's flirting with someone. Correct. Do you see it? Yeah, kind of. Um, The defense tries to get a mistrial because they didn't have this information all along, and so they couldn't. um, They couldn't interrogate other witnesses with that information in mind. So the, the judge try to get a mistrial or the prosecution. Yes, oh, the defense okay. does. Oh. Um so the but the judge says no. Then I notice that Raven has a tattoo on his left ring finger and it looks like a Roman numeral like V kind of with lines on the top and the bottom. Really? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Like a 5? <laughs> What's that the five? Just five? I don't know. I could be wrong, but it looked, that's what it looked like to me. I don't know. I totally it's didn't apropos- see that. Now it, I'm really curious. Did you look it yeah, up? I, maybe it's a Mormon. Um, do Mormons get tattoos? That. But again, we don't he's really. He's been in prison. Is it a prison did he, tattoo? Did he have to join a gang? <laughs> to survive? I don't think he was in prison that long. Well, maybe during, before the trial, he was right. in prison. Yes. So you think maybe he had to. And they tattooed his... I don't think they tattoo your fingers. Like your ring well, finger. Did like he you were married it, to someone. But did he tattoo it in jail? To like be like, no, I can't wear my wedding ring in here, but I am married and I loved her. Yeah. I We've wonder. been together for five years. We would have been together five years. Did we see um, Vanessa's hands at all? I did not get a good look. I wonder if they did tattooed rings. Because the V... But why would it because be a five? Because the V... A V is Vanessa. Vanessa. But it has a line. I swear I think it had a line on the top and the bottom. Is it like a band? No, it's just on the top part of the finger. From what I saw. On the top? Someone wants to get a Wait, good... in the ring finger, in the ring portion? <laughs> Are we going to go through the top and the bottom finger fight again? Sorry. Do you remember you, the top yeah, and I the do. bottom but wait fight? a minute. Are you talking about where the ring Old would go? Old listeners or are, you talking are about remembering what I'm talking about. I'm so They're having sorry. PTSD. I apologize already. Is it is it here or is it up here? Number one or number two? Okay, here. there we go. Sorry, by top, I meant like not the bottom, the underneath where the palm is. There we I go. meant on top. No, but that's fine because that still could be a ring tattoo and a V yeah, could be that's Vanessa. Yeah, that's why. It's total. You're right. 
interesting. Okay. Okay. Curious. I want to know more. What are your theories, people? Vanessa. So you don't have to agree with Katie. You can if you want to. It's more like you don't have to agree with Kimberly. You can stand up to her. <laughs> I don't have a very strong personality. So people <laughs> can, I can totally stand up to I her. guarantee you people are much more willing to for me to be mad at them than you. I guarantee it. <laughs> Is Katie, that true? Katie, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's too long to go into. Okay. That's and for a whole nother. Is, and my head is filled with snot. So Raven's mom is talking to Mank and says that, yes, he cheated. And when he she found out about that, she was this the part where you were thinking she kind of redeemed herself? Correct. She said, I told Janet, you're too good for him. You should just leave him. That's like good. about her own son. That's a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. But then she says they went through counseling and they were in a better place than ever. Because Janet told her that. That's what Janet right. told her. Yes. But Janet is telling her mother-in-law this, not her mom. Yeah, that's true. I think she was like, we're not going to split up. Yeah. And, oh, no, it's going really good. Like, I don't necessarily think she would Oh, you think she was her. lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think she was maybe sugarcoating it a little for the mother-in-law, even though she did tell her about the cheating, because I think that was so unavoidable and they were going to, they were, had split up for a time. So she had to tell her something. Huh. So the defense says, well, look at this DNA that was at the house and this fingerprint. I still am not convinced because I feel like they could have easily belonged to a workman or mm-hmm. a visitor to the house. They had said that, that, um, that leader, the church leader, had been visiting the house a lot. I don't know if they tested his DNA. But it's really good for reasonable doubt. Yes. But there are things, the footprint is unexplained. It's good. But I don't think they ever dismissed that it could have matched his shoe size or anything. Or his shoes. Correct. Good point. Um, and that's the only piece of evidence that's actually at the crime scene. Yeah. Like, the the closet was, like, in the same room. But it wasn't like there was blood all over it or anything. It was just a fingerprint. You know, and then the DNA that was outside that was mixed with her DNA because she could have cut her finger one day going into the house or something, you know? Huh, yeah. Why would her DNA be there on the way out of the house even? It would be when the person broke into the house, her DNA wouldn't have been mixed with it. And then as they're leaving, it would be on the other side of the door. This was on the outside going in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wouldn't have the DNA on it. So I have questions. Anyways, the church counselor says that they seem fine the night of the murder because he had seen them before Raven had left for soccer. Raven would have had to kill Janet, clean up, and then get to the game in 90 minutes. And the game was half an hour away. So basically, I think an hour. I kind of think it's plenty of time. He didn't have to clean up the it's, blood. It's plenty he just had of to time. Clean up himself. This drives me nuts. It's 90 minutes, and they're like, it's not enough time for him to clean up and do. Yes, it is. It's absolutely enough time. If How long does it take quickly. to change your clothes? It takes like a, a couple minutes. It's really fast. And then you wipe yourself off with some wipes and then you toss them. On the way to the game, you toss everything into the trash. Your bloody clothes and your right. knives. You, ta- you toss them in a dumpster. them into a dumpster. I think they're more going off the fact that what Jason Smalls comes back and tells us. That he seemed that totally he was normal. There but if, again, we've seen that a million times on Dateline. Yeah, we sure He's, have. Yeah. No, most of the time, 90% of the time, people are like, no, he wasn't acting weird at all. The, the fact that they thought that they broke down the alibi is not true. 
They did. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think they, they broke they it down at all. I think all they yeah. did was show that he had a 90 minute window. <laughs> he totally had enough time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's how we come to one of my favorite parts of the episode. My fa- one of my favorite mink moments, maybe of all time. Uh, it's just so glorious. So mink asks Raven, well, what about Vanessa? She says that you were physical with her. And Raven starts talking some BS about how he first he says, I pointed my finger at her. And then Mank says, but you poked her with it, like physically. And he goes, yeah, I, pr- I poked her with my finger. I didn't leave any bruises, though. And Mank says, do you want a key to the city for that? It's pretty good. It was pretty it's nice. so nice. Because it's- you know what he did. You know he poked her hard enough to push her backwards. Yeah. He poked her in, like, the wherever, the shoulder blade, like the collarbone area. He, like, poked her and then poked her again or something. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like a poke-poke. It was like a poke-push, mm-hmm. which is not friendly. No. And the no. bruise comment was an a-hole comment. I didn't leave a bruise. It was more like it, cause he was doing it sarcastically. It's like, I don't think it left a bruise. And Mink is like, oh, no, sir, I invented uh- sarcasm. <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. Sarc- Take and a he seat. says, do you want a key to the city for that? Yeah. It cleared up the pimple on my chin. It was really it, good. It conditioned my hair, and I was there for it. Lo- it totally made up for that other comment that I did not love I approved much. of that comment wholeheartedly. <laughs> so you're a more comments. diehard blind I supporter. Am, so I should get more props from him. I should be the new favorite. I will be telling him such. Don't you think he appreciates more the honest love that I give to him because it's honest? Do you think that I'm not being honest about loving that other play (laughs) on words? Because I love that. Because I would have absolutely done that had I I been him. So when you say you hate that, (laughs) you basically say you hate everything that I stand for. And I, I find like, it offensive. I don't love the play on words. You don't like clever words. That play. are such a stretch. Let it be known. It was not <laughs> I a do stretch. Not. It was a step to the side. It was a, oh, here we have this handed to us. <laughs> Boop. And that's Boop. how Raven, the person of interest, became the only person that Vanessa was interested yeah. in Boop. spending the rest of her life with. Sidestep. Sidestep. <laughs> it's right there. It's it's right there for you. Take take it and run with it. It's Ugh. in the same room. It's right next to each other. Right next. It's like you're sitting here, and then that comment is like sitting next to you when you're going on the big thunder yeah. mountain. And at what Disneyland. you're doing is you're choosing to ignore that other comment and being like, "I'm going to go to the kitchen and see if I can get some more of that hummus." But that comment sitting right there waiting for you to use it, and instead you're I would like, rather no. have hummus. I would rather I have hummus clear. from the kitchen. That doesn't go with that comment. Leave that alone. <laughs> Leave that comment sitting on the couch. Okay. By itself I'd rather at the have party. that comment go stale and not be used. All right. And if the expiration date comes and you have to toss it. Oh my Sorry. gosh. Oh my god. Wasted. This analogy was so long. So Raven says that Vanessa is just bitter and trying to get back at him. Fine. You mm-hmm. would expect him to say as such, right? But then But the friend. The the friend says something. What the friend what is, says about how Raven and Vanessa really were. Isn't that right after this? The, that the friend of Raven tells us that he heard, she overheard the phone call between... No, the, it's the mom. The mom. So, okay, so mom 
So first of all, this was, so before that, right before that, the mom, Raven's mom says that she doesn't believe Vanessa either about anything about these fights getting physical or anything, which I, I thought Vanessa seemed like she was really crying. And look, and a poke is a fight. A poke is a physical touch. It's an assault. You can't do that. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. That would feel very threatening to me. Yeah. And even if she hit him, it's not okay for him to hit her back. It's not. It's not okay to be feel like he's going to hit you. Even is a that's a worry. So right. okay. So, but the but Raven's mom says, I know it's hard to believe that someone would lie about that to get back at someone. And Mank's expression is absolutely priceless. He is sticking his tongue out, kind of, huh? and he's rolling. He's like this, like like that. He got what oh, I he's just rolling, did. Yeah, he's rolling his like, eyes with his tongue out. Like, okay. Um, but his tongue between his teeth. Okay. His tongue it. between yeah. his teeth. Yeah. And so so she, the mom is saying it's hard he's to believe. He's literally so- biting his tongue is what he's doing. Yes, you see that, exactly. right? Okay, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. the mom is saying it's hard to believe that someone would make up these abuse to get back at someone. And Mank does this rolling of his eyes, this expression that reads like, um, yeah, it is hard to believe. Yeah. That she would do that. Mom, yeah, come on. And so then the mom says that she heard Vanessa screaming at Raven on the phone saying, how dare you leave me? All it takes is one phone call. It doesn't matter what I say. I can, you know, ruin your life, basically. So if that's true. So you don't believe. That's not great. So you don't believe the mom. I believe it could be true, but I don't believe that. But she's not saying that it it's not true. They're not saying I can make up whatever I want. I am saying that they are not a good match. Yeah. They are clearly like if if both of those things happened, those are both really bad. Mhm. So you can't believe one over the other real like cuz it's hard. Like in a lot of these cases we're getting like totally one side and I'm not saying I right. don't believe Vanessa what happened to her happened to her and I'm not saying I don't believe that this phone call happened where she's ranting and screaming at him. Mhm. So I think this is tricky. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I think it's hard. I don't think mm-hmm. it has anything to do with Janet. Right? You don't think or this is like a precursor to what could happen where he could kill his second wife. Yeah, I think he's a volatile person. And probably faster because she's standing up to him, unlike Janet maybe did. Yeah, okay. I can see that. All right. I didn't expect you to get so quiet. You're entirely convinced that he did it. Oh, yeah. I am. Okay. Who else did it? Yeah, I don't Why? know. Why? Well, I have a theory about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the it's not jury a good theory, is, but it's a theory. But it's a theory that I will be sending it in a handwritten letter. Possible jury, suspects. <laughs> that friend, something didn't seem right about her. Janelle, the dog, the soccer the search player. dog, the search <laughs> dog that found the coin. I think it was the lady who left her car unlocked. I think the coin. I think the dog really wanted to be on Dateline coin as a red herring <laughs> to distract mm-hmm. from him and his gang I think of hoodlums. There was a huge coin smuggling operation yeah i think going the, on the coin is not a red herring at all the no coin. the coin there was like saudi arabia money coming in yes like oil, oil money, money with coins oil money and, with coins there we and go. there back. was this like whole yep. thing that was going on under the cops noses oh yeah or maybe the cops were involved and they were dirty with the coin money yeah 
So the jury deadlocked yeah. after 10 hours and it's That's a not, mistrial. That's not long enough. 10 hours is not. Let's Tell get them real. to go home and rest days. and try again the next day. After 10 days of deadlock, we can mistrial it. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that that should be a law of like, you, you're you not going home after 10 hours because you really want to go home. You, If you're deadlocked, you still... But then again, the, you think that people won't make, you think that people will finally just give in and convict somebody even instead of standing to their guns if they have like Yeah, I a think time if limit. it's been like two weeks of trying to come up with the verdict and but then the judge says, just try again one more time. But what if it has to be at least 48 hours before you declare a mistrial? It has to be 48 yeah, hours. Yeah, I think that's, I would think that was fair. You need to give it a night of sleep and another day. Right, because this is the first day you're getting to deliberate and right. really talk about the evidence right. and stuff. So that maybe you need an extra day to really decide. Right, and go have, home, have a yeah. have a bathtub, have a weird dream, and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, a weird, yeah, weird dream. Uh huh. Get some room service. Stay in the hotel. Okay, so it's a mistrial, eleven to one in oh, favor God of conviction. Almighty. That one person thinks he's innocent, so they're gonna try him again. But right before the second trial, he accepts a plea for manslaughter for only four more years in prison. Not just any plea. And it's an Alford plea, so he doesn't have to admit that he did it. And if you've watched, listened to any Truth and Justice or any long series true crime podcast, you know what an Alford plea is. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. I was like, wow, they gave him an Alford plea. They just did not want to spend the money on another trial. Exactly. Did new evidence Even though they come were up? so close to be winning. They right. were 11 That's, to 1. Did new evidence come up? What happened that they took that they took this to plea so low for four more years? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It it's really just depends on who's in charge. Like even that detective says it's not my decision. Oh I no, didn't it was get the prosecutor. It was prosecutor Frank. Oh, the prosecutor. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she I was, didn't get to make that decision. She was, was upset, and I liked her because she was like, "It's above my pay grade," and she uh-huh. was angry. Angry. And I was like, she's like, oh, I that wasn't my choice I'm to give him the Alfred. So Alfred's sorry. Plan. That'd be so yeah. frustrating that you've done all this work and, and you believe like, in your heart that he that did he this. Did it. And, and he is going to get only a few years in jail and not even have life. to admit that he did it. Yeah, that's wrong. That's For wrong. his wife's life and the mother of his six-month-old baby. Wrong. Uh, so he says that he took it because there was so much lying and corruption that he wouldn't have gotten a fair second trial. All right. He never points out really what lying or corruption he's talking about specifically. Oh, all the witnesses, all the prosecutors. Vanessa's witnesses. lying. Vanessa's yeah, where's lying. the corruption Brittany's though? Brittany's lying. I don't know about. Oh, corruption. maybe the maybe the evidence locker that found the hard drive. They came forward. They did. They came forward with it, and it actually made the defense look better. So, um, he says he's trying to find the real killer, like OJ. Sure, sure, Raven. Sure. Um. And this I did not like, and I don't, I'm not a fan. Raven's mom is now raising their child. Oh, that made sense to me. I thought about that too. I don't like it. I don't like that junk. Uh, It was, it was age thing, I think. She is a lot younger than her, than Janet's parents. A lot younger. And I think she had, I think she had him from the jump. So I think what happened is that because the child's so young, like having him be like two years old and like not understanding 
being so used to that grandma having to go and right. live with other it's too jarring. So I think yeah, they're that's like true. That's but then what she's happened. raising him with the belief that somebody else killed his mom. Yeah, she is. But I don't know what to say about that. At least he's gonna uh, get a dad. And then his dad's gonna be out by the time he's six years old. His dad scares me. Yeah, that's and not I great. think he is I think he's I can't imagine him being very patient with a child. I don't know. Or not controlling. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, on a happier note, this podcast what? is de- well before we go into B-roll and all that. Yes. This podcast is dedicated to Jennifer W., who is married to a man who hasn't murdered her yet. Yay. And she has two teenagers who I'm surprised she hasn't murdered yet because, frankly, teenagers are crazy. The- yeah, the worst. Um, but she also introduces herself as the B word, <laughs> which I decided I should probably do. No. Be, be like, or just be like, it's Kimberly, B word. Like, oh, Brittany. like Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. 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 Can, yeah, can yeah, I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm thank baby, you, Jennifer, baby. so much for being a Patreon. We're singing, oh, ba- do your work it. <laughs> what? That you did yesterday. What did I do? You like you want a Maserati? You want a Maserati? <laughs> you want a Tayo wanna... <laughs> You better work. B word. B word. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Oh, thank we you, Jennifer. love you. You're so nice. Um, and if everyone wants to check out a promo quickly from our friends at All Crime No Cattle, Cut. which is. <laughs> yes, it's an awesome podcast That's covering crime in Texas oh. because crime is bitter, bigger in Texas, y'all. That's their catchphrase. Oh, just subscribe because of the name. That's I know, amazing. right? I got to listen to them. That's awesome. I know. So check them out. We love them. And um, thank you. Hi, True Crime fans. I'm Erin. And I'm Shay. We host All Crime, No Cattle, a conversational podcast which focuses on true crime stories from the Lone Star State. We strive to bring you a balanced and well-researched story about Texas cases big and small. We do the research so you don't have to. We also end every episode with a good news story, just to remind everyone that real life isn't quite as depressing as true crime can make it out to be. New episodes drop every Thursday, and you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All crime, no cattle, because crime is bigger in Texas, y'all. So, two exciting bits of information. You're looking at me so sad. This whole part of my face, like, is on fire. Because you're blowing your nose so much? It's too much. If this episode has seemed choppy to you, or there have been weird parts where I was just started laughing or stopped laughing or changed the subject briefly, it's because Katie has sneezed every two minutes and blown her nose, and we had to edit them all out. I'm sorry. Good luck. <laughs> so, exciting news. Moms and Murder is doing their first live show. Oh, in In LA? Chicago. Oh, poo. March 27th. So please go and check them out. Go we love them. them. They're awesome. Um, Do they and want then an opening also, act? Yeah. Did we Do put our names? Did we put our names forward? <laughs> Do you need a crowd warm up? We're not good at that. I don't know, <laughs> I know. if we're good at crowd warm up. Who's here from out of town? <laughs> Who's Everyone, because no one actually lives in this theater. <laughs> okay. We could do the Michael Scott cutting down the competition. <laughs> <laughs> 
the chainsaw. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a payday. <laughs> we just act out TV scenes. Yes. We they would love that, actually. From Downton Abbey. Okay. Great. Melissa, what do you think? You want us, don't you? Okay. Yeah. We can all go on tour in, like, a bus together. Like. Oh, my gosh. I want to go on a bus. How fun would that be? The best. That would be, like, like a boy band. That would be so fun. Oh okay. Gosh. Second big news is that our dear friend, our OG listener, Sean G, oh. has started his own podcast. It's awesome. It's called Book Reports. And he reads stories that we've all like heard and think that we know, but we haven't really read them in a long time or ever, like Grimm's fairy tales. And then he's reading Jekyll and Hyde and stuff. And then he keeps getting in fights in the middle with his Alexa. And you can hear his kids laughing in the background. He's hilarious. He's really witty and really dry. And these stories are bonkers. Like Cinderella, listen to the Cinderella one. So funny. I love that so much. Yeah, it's great. Book reports, subscribe, leave him reviews, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Totally check it out, you guys. Oh, Shanji, I'm so proud of you. I want to say I'm going to send you something. I'm not going to say it, but I want to say it. (laughs) I want to say it real bad. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to, maybe, I'm going to try. I don't think she should be going out in public right now and spreading her germs to everyone. If you get something that's germy, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Sean, I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. Yay. Yes. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. Okay, yay. Triple um, yay. B-roll bonanza. Nada. There's no, there's no good B-roll. What did you find? Okay, so I saw Vanessa scrolling on her computer because yeah, they're trying that. to show yeah, what... when she's, you know, when she was looking up his stuff and she's looking at like a crime site. It just very clearly just says crime. Crime. <laughs> Crime.com. Crime. Yeah. Crime.com. And then there was one part where she's watering her plants, looking just super glamorous, like not sweaty or gross or with bugs, you know, with one of these like long hose things, flat the water oh. with the plants, like flowers. That's nice. And then there's one scene where she's walking down a road with this gorgeous mountain backdrop that doesn't even look real. It looks like a jigsaw puzzle. And it made me think I might want to move to Utah. Is that crazy? You said that last time, the Utah episode. It looks so pretty. Utah's pretty. I think they're all pretty. I think we just don't live in a very pretty place. I hate to say it. I know. We don't. Um, It looked so gorgeous. Did you notice anything about the house um, when they show the bedroom where Janet is found? Did you notice? Uh Uh-uh. So when he talks about his computer being stolen, because there were a couple of things stolen from the house. I think you mentioned it, that his computer, a computer was computer and some knives. And some knives. But the, com- the, the whole collection was taken, right? Yes. Knives. Um, hmm. I wonder mm. where, they, where are those? Did he dump them somewhere? Or Would he really, dump his precious what, knife collection? His knife collection? I mean... Or does he have a you, weird internet friend that he dropped them off with? Does he have a storage unit that he pays for in cash that no one knows about? These are all questions. Okay, good question. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a second apartment that he paid for in cash where he took ladies. I don't know how he's affording it, but that no one knows about. Really? I don't see that. I don't know. Okay. Um, Where he can bring ladies over and watch sex tapes and then shove them into the closet after when his wife comes in. Those glasses don't scream extra apartment to me. The glasses he was wearing. You know, there's those seamless frame. Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah, no. 
the stool. He's sitting on a stool at his desk. I was like, did they steal his computer chair? Because it's the most... And look, I sit in very uncomfortable chairs because I just don't have time to go get a computer chair, nor do I know anything about them or want to spend the money. So if I see one at the Goodwill, I'll get it eventually. But until then, I will sit in this old wicker chair. But he's got a stool with like no oh, back. not comfortable. Like a wheelie no. stool that you like wheel back and forth. Like if you were working in a warehouse, like a stool that you oh. wheel around on. Oh. Why would you... Why would you sit at your desk on a stool like that? Is that good for your back? That can't be. You'd hunch. On I don't a know. Stool? A wheelie he stool? That, he needs that that thing that you put around your neck and then your phone buzzes when you're hunching. <laughs> or it buzzes. I yeah, don't know. I Remember that thing those. I was telling you? Yeah, about? I kind of want one of those still. I don't know. I don't I'm I don't I don't know. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. All right. I guess soccer and those glasses that he's wearing. Mm. With uh, no no frame. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes they look good. I've seen people do it. and some, But it always confuses me because I'm like, oh, you're wearing glasses, but you're not wearing glasses. They blend yeah. into your face. Like Dilbert. Dilbert has those kind of glasses? I think so. I thought Dilbert had big frames. Peter Griffin on Family Guy, I think he wears those glasses, but you can't really tell because they're just... Oh, it's they're not, just they're the not, middle I don't part. think it's a good look. It's just the bridge and then a little bit of a frame around the eyebrows. So yeah. it just looks... Okay. I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Well, you're a glasses could maybe wear, work on so some people, you. but it, I don't feel like it works on him. Okay. I'll tell him. It doesn't go along with his Lothario vibe. Hey, how's your letter writing campaign to Sheila Dabalu going? Have you started I forget it about it every time we stop recording. Do you want me to start so. sending you texts? Sure. Please write Sheila I forgot Dabalu. what I'm going to say. If I'm just going to try to be friends with her. Just ask questions. I have a list. It'll okay. be like the it'll be like Vanessa. I can't just ask questions right at the beginning. I have to work up to it. Oh, you're going to build a relationship with her. This is going to be amazing. She's not going to answer them if I don't, right? Or I have to flatter her. I have to appeal to her ego. I'm and fascinated make her feel like I'm writing a paper on her. I'm fascinated yeah. for school paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Did it. Uh, did you have any fashion police? No, just the parents. Uh, parent purple and um, the Ravens glasses. Yes. Um, alternative theories. Yeah. Who is it? So Jason Smalls, because yeah. there's no other reason for him to be in it <laughs> at all. There's no reason. There's no to, reason for any of it. To let us check off our random friend interview bingo On bingo? Card? Yeah. No, I don't think That's so. That's the only reason? No. I think that he has a much bigger part to play. So I think the old flame that maybe she was writing to was Jason Smalls. How did he, is that how he got that cut on his face? I think maybe he got in a fight. Fight? With and um, Raven? Raven, yeah. And he, that's why he's pretending everything was fine that night? Right, exactly. Because it was the opposite of fine? Because it was the opposite. So he went over to the house thinking that these emails were going to lead somewhere, and they weren't. And then he got so enraged that, well, first of all, he stopped off at the neighbors and grabbed the coins from the car. Right. Because he, he right. also needed money for the bus. So he took the <laughs> coins and laundry. He had a bunch right. of laundry to do. Yeah. So yeah. then he went over and he was enraged because she, did, she didn't actually, she was just sending the emails because um, Raven was watching her emails and she was trying to like, I don't know, show him Bait that she him? was her own woman. Oh, uh-huh. And then... uh so was he planning to skip the soccer game completely to have this affair that night? I don't think he was ever actually there. 
Maybe he was never there. He, but so he, so he was planning on just not coming to soccer. And you can just skip a game if you're in a league. Aren't oh. you, like, supposed to go? Okay, my theory doesn't really hold You're letting water. your teammates down. Hold on. Maybe. And then Dateline happened to pick him to ask if Raven was there that night. And he, who wasn't there because he was murdering her, said, oh, yeah, yeah, he was there. He was on time. He was stretching. He seemed totally normal. And I was totally there, too. And I was being normal, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not a very good alternative theory. That's interesting. They obviously didn't ask a second member of the team. They didn't. They was Raven only there? asked Jason. And, and Jason's the Jason only one there? that takes the stand. So who is Jason? <laughs> maybe he's the captain. He didn't look like a team? captain. He did. He had a cut on his forehead, both, I think, when they interviewed him and when he's on the stand. Which, again, we don't get. Oh, Kimberly. How much time I passed? A, I think that's a birthmark. You can't say that. Oh, maybe it's a birthmark. I think Sorry. it was a, one of the Weinstein birthmarks. Oh, no. I thought it was like a real cut. I'm sorry, Jason. No, we're sorry. And I'm sorry I accused you of murder. This is a terrible, I'm terrible at alternative theories. They don't actually want to accuse anyone else. I'm sure you, you're a nice guy. I don't know why you got such little airtime. I don't know why you were on. But I'm glad you got <laughs> your three seconds. He got more time, technically, than the old lady whose car was broken into. They got the same time. Same time. Oh, but no, he got a visit from Josh, though. He got a visit from Josh. No, but she did, too. But And it was probably at her house. He said, your car was broken into. And she said, well, it was my car was unlocked. And then some coins were taken. And that's it. But she did get B-roll of her sitting on her porch. But she never got to go to trial. So, so he got two parts of the episode. And she only got one. More questions. Maybe she did it. Was Jason the one that brought this case's attention to Dateline? Is, does Jason know someone on the Dateline oh. team? Is he someone's friend, cousin, nephew, mm. ex-boyfriend that like was like, hey, this thing happened to a guy of mine, a guy that's on the soccer team with me. And so he but sent in. But this is, Jason, this is Raven's alibi. So we did need to hear someone say he was at soccer and he wasn't late he was there and he seemed normal. No, we didn't need to hear that from the mouth. We needed to hear that <laughs> in a voiceover is what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah, no, we could have saved that. So Mank that maybe trip. Mank either A, really likes soccer. I'm just intrigued mm -hmm. why. Okay, do you have any titles? Sure do. Okay, I'm sure they're really good. No, they're not. I'm really sick. How are they going to be good? Okay, I'm sure mine are not good. What you got? We'll switch off. That's so Raven. No, what about... Which you already said. No, Raven so did it. Instead of Raven Simone? Yeah. Raven so did it? Yeah, or instead of that's so Raven, Raven so did it. Yeah. Okay. It, it totally works. What about quoth the Raven, I killed her, but I'm taking an Alfred plea. There we go. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something from the Raven. It's really good. <laughs> what about Raven at an uncomfortable desk instead of Raven at a writing <laughs> desk? Okay, I like this. Does that work? <laughs> um, what about something with coins? A flip of the coin. No, I got it. Turning what? on a dime. There you go. There you go. That's I my, like that. That's my A-plus title. That's my best one. So I just made a really good title that was A-plus quality, but as I, as I thought would happen. As you predicted. Yeah. As I predicted, Katie is going to be removing it from the podcast. Um. So if you want to know what it is, you can just write me on Instagram or Twitter and we'll tell you. And a private message. 
Yeah. Be prepared because it's not correct. It's correct. It's just not super. It's, it's, not, it's uncouth. It's tacky. It's tacky. It's tasteless. Mm-hmm. It's all right. But I do best. How is Twitter? Because I have a strong personality. Um, <laughs> there was no Twitter because I just picked this episode out of nowhere. Oh, there's nothing on Twitter, period? Like 2014. No, no fun stuff on Twitter? Just people on Twitter being funny? There's there's a couple of things if you really want to know, but only since you're asking. Yeah, we don't have a ton of time, but let's do it. What you got? Okay, that sounds good. People seem to um, like these unbelievably long episodes. Uh-huh. So, um, couple things. I shouldn't do this to you while you're sick. Oh, am I wrong? I don't want to be wrong. Is this something you mean asked about me? For things online. Yeah, but not like things that are like, they're going to break my heart. No, both of us were wrong. Oh, snap. What? But mostly you. Oh. Um, so you remember when you said you wouldn't want um, a cow called beef or something or a sheep called cotton? Yeah. Oh, no, but the sheep is wool. Yeah, yeah, you know, know so people want to make sure that you knew that um, cotton did. comes from a plant. Yes, I, I did. Actually, I actually grew up on a cotton farm, y'all. I just had a brain spasm. Excuse me. Um, so the last episode, corrections, um, everyone unanimously did hear attitude when that guy said to Mank or to Keith, um, it's 1992, Keith. We don't have recorders. Okay. People thought that was not right. And then um, you mocked me for thinking that they had sex in Denny's truck because you said it was a Denny's. Yeah. And that I was wrong. Yeah. Was it a Denny's truck? It was in Denny's truck. <laughs> and uh. I, I posted on Instagram, why do I let Katie second guess me and then mock me? And the Fall Lines podcast, our friend Laura said, take the lamb by the horns, Kimberly. Yeah. And, um, uh, I left in the other one, the word I heard you say wrong, Mickles. I left it yeah, in. Yeah, and you everyone else heard Michaels. You said too. Michaels. I heard Michaels at the time, but I still left it in because it was really funny and it was a running joke. So I let myself be wrong on that. I left that all in. Um, James Hale, Hale said, I heard Denny's has great lamb. So that's what we're just going to call it when... Um, you make fun of me for being wrong, but then it turns out that I was right. I'm never doing it again because it just makes <laughs> me so depressed. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are very helpful for us. And leave us five stars if you can and write something nice. And please not about me being wrong because I know I'm wrong all the time. Actually, some person said that they heard Michaels, but they were really happy you said Mickles because they felt like you were trying to shake things up and they thought it was super entertaining. Oh, good. That's good. You're welcome for Mickles. All right. Don't watch alone. Watch in a Denny's parking lot, in Denny's truck, in Denny's parking lot. In the, no, watch in the Mickles parking lot in Denny's truck. <laughs> and, I mean, it uh, could have been both in Denny's truck and in a Denny's parking lot. It definitely wasn't. And I felt like Denny would probably say stuff like, let's go to my restaurant. Just don't watch the show on an uncomfortable stool that's like wheeling around on you. Get a you chair. Need back support, y'all. Get yourself a chair. Go buy a it's chair. It's not good for you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Also, don't cheat on your wife when she has six months. 
You just got married. Yeah, don't do that either. There are many things don't do. And oh, and um, what do you think of Mankey's, um that that thing that he said? Yeah, he's a he's a gem. Are you a person of interest, or are you the person that someone is interested in watching Dateline with, so they don't watch alone? It's glorious. It's glorious work. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm writing. You're like it's. It's more brilliant I'm, the more times I hear it. If I actually like would do the things I said I was gonna do, I would mail him a thank you letter and say I heard it. I appreciate you. I see you. I see you, I Josh. Think you should. I might. I might. You. You should say that you not only saw him, you felt seen. I'm gonna print it on a mug for him. Is what I'm gonna do and be like, this was great. Good job. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye guys. And oh. some of them, yes. And then they have like a coin pocket, one of those little pockets. They have all, they have all different kinds of pockets. A coin I'm pocket. Re- a coin pocket. I didn't even mean it. I did it. This whole episode is obsessed with coins, and I'm gonna Ooh. see them in my dreams now. Gonna, gonna make see a, a change <laughs> for design life. It's gonna feel real good. It's gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Beta Brand, that we got so <laughs> off track. <laughs>